Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Good Saturday morning to you and good Saturday morning to you as well, Bill. How are you? I'm doing great. Good morning. Hope you're doing uh, really good today. I'm doing wonderful, Bill. I'm excited <laughs> for today's program. We've got a lot of things on the agenda. We're going to talk about Ozzy okay. and, and Harriet families. We're going to talk about annuities. And we're going to start off, Bill, talking about planning. And you've uh, you've been doing some thinking on this, and you're going to relate it to one of your favorite activities. Well, the, the folks who know me well know that I, I am a passionate and avid sailor. I, I love to sail. And this time of year, uh, I love to be down at the coast, and I love to be out on uh, my little sailboat. Uh, and uh, so any anyone looking for a, a really good, uh, smaller sailboat, I have a 22-foot Rhodes, and no, you can't have it. I'm, <laughs> this is a keeper. Uh, but they they are wonderful wonderful boats. I mean, they're large enough to spend the weekend on, uh, but uh, they're small enough to trailer and smaller uh, small enough to where and they're rigged so that one person can actually uh, sail it uh, and not get in trouble. You know, so many sailboats you really have to have a mate no matter what. Uh, in order to keep control of the boat. And uh, a Rhodes is, is a, a, an unusual boat. It's a fabulous uh, sailboat, and, but it's not a beginner boat. Most boats that are, you know, 21, 22 feet uh, or that length are actually beginner boats. The manufacturers want you to trade up to, to a bigger uh, boat, you know, go to 25, 28, 30, 35, 40 uh, you know, that sort of thing. But uh, I like my, you know, where I'm at. But the, 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 where I'm really going with this is the fact that um, uh, in the summertime, there's t- typically not a whole lot of wind on e- even our large lakes like Jordan Lake in this, this area or Lake Norman down at Charlotte or Carr Lake. Uh, you, know, you know, it's typically summertime sailing and that's really when you want to be out on the water is not all that great. And that's one reason I like to be down at the coast because it's a rare day when there's not wind. Uh, and wind is what you need uh, to sail. And so um, I like to get out on the water just as much as I possibly can. But the thing about sailing is uh, you never know from day to day um, what the winds will be like. And, um, you know, some uh, – it is a rare day at the coast when there's no wind at all. You know, just – you know, you'll just sit in the water and you're not going anywhere. That's not a whole lot of fun for somebody who likes to sail. But um, – uh, and then there will be many days where there's just – too much wind uh you know the water's too rough and the wind is um it's um hard to control the boat and it while you can do it it's certainly not pleasurable and then there's those perfect days when life is wonderful (laughs) well the fact is though that life is much the same way for all of us there I don't know a single person ever 
who has gone through life without uh, difficult days, you know, rainy days, stormy days, hurricanes, <laughs> whatever. But, uh, you know, everyone has uh, life's ups and downs. There's no such thing as straight up um, in terms of, of what we have to deal with. And so uh, planning to a great degree, you know, if we're talking about estate planning, how we deal with things, uh, we have to uh, look at – we can't assume – that everything is going to be perfect each day. Um, you know, that's true optimism, and it's nice to be optimistic, but it's also helpful to be realistic in terms of our planning. And and that's true uh, whether we're talking about sailing or whether we're talking about estate planning or business planning or military planning or uh, what it is. Um uh, one one thing about the military, uh, in my experience, uh, <laughs> over 30 years, uh, is that the military does an awful lot of planning. You know, we're not fighting wars all the time, although we seem to be. Um, and uh, the military draws up plans, contingency plans, depending on if this happens, then do this. If that happens, do that. And that's extraordinarily helpful uh, for planning, although what's difficult in a military planning, uh, just like it is in life, is foreseeing the future. In fact, one of the, the uh, biggest problems for military planners is they tend to plan the next battle based on previous battles or previous wars. And oftentimes, uh, technology changes, equipment changes, and so the the next battle, if you will, is very different from what occurred five years ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago. And so there are some constants, no question about it, but at the same time, the key is how do you stay ahead of the game? Same thing's true with uh, business planning. Bus- you know, business leaders have the same issue how do you know we know that business will change and how do we foresee where we need to be five years from now well that takes planning but it also takes seeing beyond the curve if you will uh and planning for it and recognizing that um, that even a good company uh, has to change over time in order to to stay ahead of the competition. I mean, think about uh, any. I mean, I'm sure you have some examples, uh, Jason. But for instance, um, uh, Kodak. Uh, might be a, a good example, you know, because back way back when uh, you took pictures and you had negatives and you uh, had to get those uh, negatives uh, printed and it was a fairly expensive proposition. You had to have film. Uh, and what's taking its place? Oh, the cell phone. Oh, well, digital photography yeah, yeah, has taken course. its place, so now you don't need film anymore, right? That's right. And you can print directly from – in fact, uh, your cell phone is your camera uh, now for most people. I mean, you can buy the high-tech 
uh, cameras that do more. But, you know, for most of us regular folk, our camera <laughs> happens to be our cell trick. phone now, and the cell phones can be pretty good. But, you know, making um, cameras, if you will, is very different than it used to be. And there's really very little left of the film industry, if you will. It's not there anymore because the world changed around the businesses. So the whole point is, is if if your business model was about film and negatives and printing and along those lines, you're out of business. And And so it's only those businesses that can stay ahead of the curve over time that will thrive. Um, well, Again, life for us and estate planning uh, can be that way as well because things do change around us. And, and we all in life have significant risks. And I know you're looking at me. I have to take a break. But so when I come back, I want to talk about some of those risks and how, um, you know, how we can plan to deal with those. Excellent. We'll do that right after this. Stick around more with Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander right here on News Radio 680 WPTF. You are listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander having a discussion on planning, Bill, and we were just talking about risk a little bit before we had to take a break. Well, in other words, the winds change on us. That's right. And that's something that we have to recognize uh, in our own planning, but you have to come with estate planning with at least a perspective. And it, from my perspective, what estate planning is about is how do we take care of ourself? How do we take care of our spouse? And how do we take care of our family? In other words, the, those to me are the goals, taking care of ourselves, taking care of our spouse, and taking care of our uh, family, typically children and grandchildren, um, in the best way that we possibly can. But so, in terms of taking care of ourselves, we have to recognize that there are ups and downs and risks. And, uh, you, you know, it, we're not going to go through life with a, a perfect uh, situation with no downturns. That's, that's a given. I mean, uh, so hopefully we get a good job. Hopefully we keep that job. Hopefully we make plenty of money. We put money back. Uh, we don't get sick. <laughs> uh, life is good. We, you know, all of, all of that. But so what are some of the risks that, that can significantly impact our wonderful optimistic plans? Well, a biggie, that's a, a guarantee, is death. I mean, we know that our our time will come. The good news, we don't know when it'll come. and But it's something that unfortunately happens to uh, young people as well as old people. So, um, you know, obviously one way to plan in terms of uh, – obviously it's not something that's going to um, have an impact um, – 
financially on you if you die, but it will certainly impact your spouse and your children uh, and family. So obviously life insurance is something that can um, uh, um, significantly assist a family that has to deal uh, with uh, death. And young people have a different issue than older people in terms of uh, needs for insurance, uh, such as replacement of income for the family or paying off a, a mortgage, um, you know, on the house and things like that. And for young people, it's a fairly simple solution to buy some term insurance. You know, there's no cash value to it, but it's fairly inexpensive. And you can get a term policy that will take care of you for 25 or 30 years and be at least a baseline of insurance for you. Well, that's, you know, that that's uh, one that helps. Uh, there are other calamities, though, that you really can't insure against. And the biggie out there for most uh, folks is divorce. You know, it happens, unfortunately, um, and, mo- and more times than not, it's unexpected. Uh, it's sad that it happens, but it happens to an awful lot of folks. Um, and the percentages are higher than we would like them to be. But, uh, you know, the percentage that we hear about all the time is 50%. I don't truly believe it's 50%. I think it's probably closer to 40%, but that's still a high number. And if you ask me why, I think it's 40 instead of 50. I think there are folks out there that skew the numbers. They get divorced yeah. three or four times. <laughs> you know, They're running uh, up the score a little Yeah, bit. they're running up the percentage uh, on folks. But, <laughs> but anyone who's ever gone through divorce, particularly if they've been married for you know a good while or if they have children, um, it's a very expensive proposition. It's it's the the number one reason people lose a significant portion of their net worth is because of divorce. Um, now there are some things that uh, parents can do to protect their children in terms of being in divorce. And in other words, you can protect an inheritance. And that fact, a lot of my clients like to do that because it's such a high risk. But that's another biggie. But what are some of the others? Well, obviously, um, accidents where you, um, you know, are injured and you're out of work for uh, an extended period of time or permanently, you know, those are things. Now, there's Uh, obviously disability insurance that you can purchase and there's also social security disability out there as well but uh, the great majority of of folks do not have disability insurance so they depend on social security disability Um, you can lose your job you know there's nothing that guarantees you that your company if you work for a company uh, will be there, uh, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, or that it will grow or that your position in it will grow uh, or that the big company doesn't have a downturn and they lay off 10,000 people and you're one of them. Uh, uh, And then you're 50 or 55 years old and uh, you find that seeking another equivalent job to what you've had 
is extremely hard. You know, it's it's not necessarily easy moving from uh, a wonderful position in corporate America when you've lost your position. I mean, you, you may end up having to move uh, to a different location, which is an expensive proposition in and of itself. Uh, it can also put pressure on the family, and sometimes divorces relate to that. Uh, uh, you know, long-term care, which we talk about a lot, is another significant risk for seniors particularly uh, because the risk there is much bigger than most people realize. If uh, a person, anyone, male or female, who reaches 65 and they're still in pretty good health, um, the risk of a long-term care crisis for each individual is about 50%. Now, for the ladies out there, unfortunately, the percentage is higher for them. Um, There's a higher risk for women than men in terms of long-term care. The risk for a married couple is about 80% that one of the two will have a long-term care crisis. Well, that, of course, is scary because long-term care is so expensive. Health care in itself is expensive, but at least part of health care is insured and can pay you back. Long-term care is not that way at all. It's all private pay uh, unless uh, you are ha- have a, a government assistance uh, available to you, such as Medicaid or special assistance or veterans benefits or something along those lines. But the bottom line is the risk is there. Um, or you may just be unlucky to have health issues where your insurance doesn't help you enough or it's just... Uh, too expensive, um, you know, or, uh, you know, fortunately right now, uh, the insurance companies can't um, deny you coverage for pre-existing conditions, but that was a huge issue before the Affordable Care Act, and there were an awful lot of folks that could not um, pay for the medicine they uh, have to have to thrive. So, you know, what I'm getting at is now, Life is not always a downturn. That's the good news because we have days and uh, weeks and years of, of good wins and good um, life is good, uh, better than we deserve. But the fact is we have to recognize that there um, will be times where we have to overcome challenges, um, and, and that needs to be um, – bred into us that life will change and that we have to overcome challenges. That's just, and it needs to be part of the planning scenario. Some things you can insure against, other things you can't. Sometimes the insurance is not uh, something that you're going to pay for. It's just too expensive or you feel like it is for you personally. Um, you know, another, another risk for seniors is living much longer than they expect to. You know, you, uh, and so people fear running out of money, uh, which, of course, is another, uh, another biggie. Yeah, that's, that's huge. And being in the best position to deal with these unexpected situations is uh, it's the key part of planning and being mm-hmm. prepared. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more. Stick around. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander here on News Radio 680 WPTF.
News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. I'm Jason Kong. He is Bill Alexander, and you can find more information about him at WGALaw.com. Actually, you can check out the new WGALaw.com. You've got a revamped website, Bill. It's a great place for folks to catch up on your blogs, your podcasts. Uh, there's some videos on there, of course. There's links to registering for your free seminars that you do every month as well. Um, it's very easy to navigate. It looks great, Bill. Well, I appreciate that. Again, it's staying ahead of the curve, you know, trying right. to keep up with with, with uh, things, with technology, which is not my expertise for sure. Uh, but others are pretty good at it, and I appreciate their, their efforts to keep us where we want to be. But I am very pleased with our new website, so I, I hope folks will check it out. Yep, WGALaw.com is the website. Check it out if, you, if you've checked it out in the past and uh, – um, you haven't been there in a while. It, it looks pretty good. Check it out. WGALaw.com. And Billy, you were talking about that vision and foresight, and that also applies to planning as well. Well, it, it does. And, you know, um, I'm fortunate enough at this point that, that uh, I enjoy mentoring uh, a number of young attorneys, uh, particularly when it comes to estate planning and elder law. And and what I have to tell them uh, I mean, it's no brainer kind of thing, but you got to learn everything that there is to learn about uh, how you can help clients today. What are the laws today? What are the techniques? What are the tools that you can use to truly help your clients today? The harder part is trying to teach folks that, okay, now once you feel like you've learned what you need to learn to, to help your client, you need to see beyond the next curve to see where things are going. So you can plan ahead and be there for your clients when the world turns. And that's the far more difficult challenge. Uh, and I, I can relate it to my own practice. Uh, 20 years ago, my practice, um, uh, before the turn of the century, if you will, uh, was focused on estate planning and tax planning. Uh, that was its pure focus. Everybody back then, truthfully, um, just regular old middle-class folks needed to worry about having to pay estate taxes. And so we had tools and techniques that we used to help families so that they wouldn't have to pay estate tax. Um, now, that is much less of a concern today for most families, which is important. But in terms of truthfully, back then, 20 years ago, I foresaw that. I mean, it was it, it, there were indications that the exemption was going to increase significantly and less people would have to worry about it. Well, obviously, if you're law practice, if your business is based upon people needing estate tax planning and far fewer people will need it, that's that's an alarm bell. Well, so for me, what I looked to was what can I do that's consistent with what I already do and what consistent with what I already know. And that's when I thought, well, uh, senior issues, long-term care issues, the ability to get government assistance is a very complicated area, but it's something that I could learn. 
and help clients with that. So I've been doing that for 20 years. Now, I still do the estate tax planning, and I still do the uh, uh, trust planning and tax planning as, a, as it is. Uh, but my practice is uh, thriving because of the fact that I moved forward. I saw around the curve, and then I planned for that so I could – be there to help clients with the, the things that they needed help with. With Well, we all need to um, do that in our own life in terms of our planning. And one of the things I like to say about planning is do things that you know that you can do something about. Don't sweat the stuff you can't do anything about. Just let it, let it roll off. But if you have the ability – to um, take care of some issues that you can foresee, why would you not do that? And I'll, I'll give you some example. Most people wait too late to look at long-term care insurance. Um, the best, I mean, it sounds funny, but the younger you are to, to buy it, the least, the less expensive it is, and it's far easier to get. And it, And it's not that costly as long as you get it when you're younger. And by younger, I mean, you know, if you get it before your late 40s, that's fabulous, or early 50s. But if you wait much past there, it gets really expensive, or it seems to. And so uh, if you can get it in your 20s or 30s, but, you know, the fact is people in their 20s, 30s, and 40s aren't even thinking about the possibility of needing that kind of thing. But it's so much less expensive if you get it early. Another thing, seeing around the corner for me is I believe in my heart, uh, unfortunately, that the next couple generations, if not each succeeding generation, the greatest difficulty financially for, that, for those generations, and I'm talking about my own children and their children. I don't have any grandchildren yet, unfortunately, but maybe we'll at some point soon. Uh, I got to get my boys married first, <laughs> but uh, uh, but uh, what I'm getting at is uh, my biggest concern for the for those generations is retirement. It's not their ability to go to college, uh, although that is a significant thing. Uh, it's something that uh, I think uh, parents and grandparents should be planning to help our, those generations with. But the retirement planning is something that if parents and grandparents would do when their uh, children and grandchildren are born, it can give those generations a leg up that is uh, significant. And there's an easy way to do it. Uh, there, uh, I recommend this all the time to appropriate clients who have sufficient resources to put money uh, towards uh, their children or grandchildren. And I use uh, a life insurance policy to do it. Now, when I'm talking about retirement, I'm really not talking about life insurance for the death benefit, although that is something that's helpful to the child because typically if people do this, it creates a, a life insurance policy for the child so that they they don't have to purchase life insurance during their lifetime. But 
it's a tax-sheltered and creditor-protected investment. And so what I like to do is to encourage people when a child is born to put several thousand dollars back each year, anything from $2,000 to $5,000 a year until you get about $40,000 into a policy that is designed not so much for death benefit but for the buildup of cash value because a lot of folks don't realize that um, what goes on inside of a policy is not taxed. In other words, it can grow income tax-free. It You can borrow against it income tax-free because it's a loan. And as, even if you borrow it early and you pay it back, it will continue to grow for as a retirement fund. And um, it pays out, if there's a death benefit, uh, it pays out income tax-free as well. Um, plus, a creditor can't take it away from you, which is a huge uh, piece. Uh, and for those who do it the, the way I suggest, it's not even considered uh, as an asset for the parent or the child uh, when they apply to college. Uh, life insurance is not a question that on uh, anything, whether it has to do with college scholarships or college loans, uh, it's not uh, a part of that puzzle uh, that can be relatively complex for families. So uh, now, what does that do? Uh, if you actually contribute that kind of money to um, a, a well-designed uh, life insurance company uh, with a good company, the way it should be done, um, you uh, when the child reaches retirement age, they'll have – cash value buildup in that policy of, of typically two to three million dollars, which they can then borrow against. And typically you could borrow ten to twenty thousand dollars a month <laughs> for retirement uh, and still have uh, a few million left in the policy 25 years later uh, uh, upon death, assuming that you live to be 95. And, of course, if, if a death comes early, it pays into the policy for the next generation. So to me, that is something that is affordable, that people – a lot less expensive than, a, than college for a more important reason. Because to me, re, uh, the ability to retire and have enough money in retirement is going to be the most difficult challenge for the next several generations. And that's, that's to me, something that a lot of – parents and grandparents can actually do something about. Comes back to that foresight that you mentioned, Bill. Right. Uh, a quick break and back with more Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Saturday morning to you. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, before the program, we were having a discussion on Ozzy and Harriet families, and you were questioning <laughs> if I even knew what that was, and I told you never seen the show, but I understood the reference. Well, anyone in my generation, uh, back when we only had three channels uh, on the television, um, <laughs> Uh, know 
of what I'm talking about. And and Ozzy and Harriet was a, a family show that most of us watched, and it basically was um, uh, a show about what most of us today would consider a perfect family. Uh, now it's uh, not the family of today, but typically, you know, Ozzy was the husband, he was the breadwinner, he went to work every day. Harriet was the housewife. She kept the house uh, household uh, work. Uh, everything was perfect. Uh, helped to raise the the boys who were always into mischief, but they were good kids. You know those kind of things. So, um, a, a delightful show for the time. Uh, but the fact is, there are just not many Ozzy and Harriet families anymore. Um, a part of the reason is that uh, for most young people, uh, it's awfully difficult to uh, have the lifestyle that they want without both the husband and wife working. Uh, you know, two incomes is almost a necessity uh, these days. It's, there's there are a few families can that can get away with with it not being that way, but it's very difficult. Um, and and then life isn't perfect, uh, you know. Uh, the fact is, families can be complicated. In fact, most families are complicated. Most families have skeletons in the closet. Um, most families uh, are dealing with difficult issues because it's just true for all of us. Um, there are many families where it's a second marriage or a third marriage or children by different spouses over time. Uh, and those, you know, what I like to tell, tell folks is that one of the reasons I enjoy my law practice so much is that every family presents a different puzzle. And putting it together in a way that's most helpful to them is what it's all about. But I, I had a clients recently uh, who presented to me, and it was uh, uh, a third marriage for the husband, second marriage for the wife. Uh, they both had two children. Um, the uh, husband, actually, one of his children uh, was um, estranged. In other words, uh, the daughter had just basically taken herself out of dad's life completely. Very disappointing. And she had several children, and so guess what? The grandchildren were out of the life as well. That's one of the saddest things that can happen uh, to a parent. But uh, and 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 then he had a son who was in his life, uh, but no grandchildren by the son. <laughs> so now the wife had two other children. They didn't have any children together. Uh, both of her children were in their life, which was a positive thing. Uh, and there were a couple grandchildren on that side. So the bottom line is very complex. So in a situation – and in, when you have an estrangement, you often uh, have a hope and a desire that over time things will change. In other words, that there will be a relationship and it will be a positive one with not only the child but with the grandchildren as well. And so guess what? You need a plan that will change over time. Uh, and, and so 
this is a perfect example of where a revocable trust is extremely important to use. Now, a trust is just a vehicle, and you can have a real simple trust that all it does is avoid probate, or you can have a trust that's meaningful in terms of actually putting a plan together to protect both spouses, protect the children of each spouse, uh, and then, um, in other words, protect the inheritance of each um, child of each spouse or children and the like. And one of the things that I believe in is that people should leave their money, their property, where their passion is. And for most of us, our passion is with our children and grandchildren, but not always. And does a child who has estranged themselves, do they deserve a nickel just because um, they're related to you by blood? And I don't believe that. And in North Carolina, it's not required that you leave a child a nickel or a penny or anything. And from my own perspective, if, if a child shows themselves that way, uh, then why would you leave them anything at all? Um, now, you can always uh, go back and change it, but from my perspective, when there is a relationship that's intentional, uh, it's sort of like a divorce, only you can't divorce your parent. <laughs> but the result should be the same from financially, for at least from my perspective, but you know, then you have a concern, okay, the, the intention was on the part of the daughter, not of the daughter's children. So do you try to do something for the grandchildren? And for most people, the answer is going to be yes, but not always. And so it really comes down to, is there hope for that relationship? And again, trust-based planning works. Now, What's the option? Well, for most folks, if just simple planning is I do a will, I leave everything to my spouse. Does that work in this case? Not at all. Not at all. Not, I mean, so if you really care whether your children will receive an inheritance in this type of situation, then a trust is, is the only way to, to, so that you can die peacefully, if you will, knowing that your children will actually inherit and, and have what you want them to have. And that's a really important aspect. And in this particular case that I'm thinking about, this, the, the spouse was actually a good bit younger, uh, almost 10 years younger than the, than the husband. So if uh, obviously in a case like that, the likelihood of, of the husband dying first is extremely high. And in this particular case, uh, much of the financial resources of the family came from the husband's side of the family. So if uh, what I'm really getting at is, was is there a possibility for uh, the husband's children being disinherited under that circumstance? Without a trust, uh, there is that real possibility. Whether it would happen or not, who knows? But uh, we've all seen issues like that. Another issue that people face like that um, is remarriage. A couple's uh, been married for you know forty years, and they have uh, children and grandchildren, 
and the spouse dies. Well, if the if the survivor remarries, is there a possibility that the new family will end up with the resources and not the children of the original couple that's been married forever? It's a huge issue, and it, it happens all the time. We've all seen it. Again, a trust is the way to take care of those kind of issues. So uh, it's... Again, it's, there's a lot more into it, but there's so many good examples of where people really should have trust-based planning. Some folks use a trust just so it's easier, faster, cheaper when you die, but to me, a trust can be used so much better. Yeah, and if you need help with that, get a hold of Bill. Schedule an appointment to speak with him. Call 919-256-7000, 919 919- Two five six seven thousand or online at wgalaw.com. He can help you out with anything related to trust and find a, a solution that fits best for you and your life. A quick break and back with more. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, at the beginning of the program, we said we were going to get into annuities, but we've we've run out of time here. So <laughs> we're going to do that next week. And you you want to give well, us a little tease well, of that? Well, that's exa- I talk too much about sailing because it's all about passion here. But you know, uh, annuities uh, is a very important topic um, now, and annuities can be used for a lot of different things, but they're pushed on people for, in, in other words, they're said to be safe, and they do have uh, safety to some degree, but they also have risks, and uh, the I look at annuities far differently than most financial advisors look at them because... I see uh, risk for seniors in annuities. And so the biggest group of seniors who should not buy an annuity are those who may need control of their money because, uh, in essence, an annuity takes away your absolute control of that money. And next week I'll go into detail about uh, how that works for seniors or to their advantage or disadvantage, uh, and some of the uh, internal parts of annuities that can confuse people that if they're looking at an annuity, they li- need to look carefully at it um, in, in terms of the pros and cons uh, of it. So not all annuities are bad, and there are lots of folks out there who are appropriate candidates for them, but there are an awful lot of folks who are not, particularly seniors um, who don't have long-term care insurance and they they have a fairly small nest egg to begin with, those folks should not have annuities even though they're pushed on them. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing your insight on that. We'll do that next Saturday at 11. It's Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Again, online at wgalaw.com or you can call 919 919- Two five six seven thousand to schedule an appointment with Bill. We're out of time for today. Thank you so much for listening. On behalf of Bill Alexander, I am Jason Kong, and this has been Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio six eighty WPTF. Have a great weekend. <laughs>